0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, usually about 13, 14 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word every single day, seven days a week. Now, that's important for us to grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, and also to focus on our relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation, or lack thereof. Now, help people in your life get a new focus. Help them grow in their faith by getting them into these studies every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today we're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're really focusing on the parable that's called the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Now, Jesus in these parables uses a real life kind of story, and it may have actually been something that was true that really covered real to life characters and events, or it may have simply been an illustration that Jesus made up, but that was true to life and that people could relate to. But there's always the spiritual message that's behind the physical illustration. And so here there is this master or Lord. He's about to go on a trip. He calls three of his servants to him. He gives them various sums of money. He entrusts each one according to the individual servant's ability to handle that sum of money. So to one, he gives five. To one, he gives two talents. To one, he gives one talent. And talents were, uh, were sums of money in the, the currency of that day, in that part of the world. And so he goes on his trip. He's gone for a long time. He comes back, and he calls his servants to give account for how they have dealt with those responsibilities that he had entrusted them with. So the one who had been given five talents, he comes, and he says, Lord, you gave me five, I've earned five more for you. Gives him 10. And the one who had been given two talents, he comes back, he says the same thing. You've, You've given me two talents, I've used them productively, I've got two more, here's four for you. And so upon both of these servants, the master pronounces the judgment, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of your Lord. The one servant who had been given only one talent he comes back, and he said, "You know, I knew you were a hard man. I was afraid I was afraid I was going to mess up. I was afraid I was going to lose that which you had given to me to 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 use productively. so I dug a hole in the ground I hid it there. Here's your one talent back. now he might have expected his master to have take pity on him or at least to be appreciative that he had not lost it, but instead, the master declared him to be a wicked and lazy servant." and he cast judgment upon him, cast him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, who's the Lord in the story? Jesus. Who are the servants? You and me. God has blessed each of us and continues to bless each each of us with particular blessings. He expects us to use the abilities and capabilities that he has blessed us with to serve him productively. One day, Jesus, he's gone right now, back to heaven. It's been almost 2,000 years, but he's coming back. Just as that Lord and master in that story came back to call his servants to account, Jesus is going to come back to call us to account on the final day of judgment. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, to give account for the deeds done in the body, whether good or bad. Well, There are going to be two pronouncements of judgment based upon how we have lived before him in relation to how he has blessed us or how God has blessed us. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. That's a pronouncement of eternal life in heaven. That reward Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2 and verse 10. Now, the other pronouncement is, you wicked and lazy servant, cast him or her into outer darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and that's eternal condemnation in hell. Which is it for you right now? If the Lord were to appear right now, which would would it be for you? which pronouncement of judgment? Well, we started to break down that statement of judgment, that pronouncement, well done, good and faithful servant. I took the first two words in that pronouncement. I I reversed them in order. So we began by looking at the first one, done, and that indicates action, something completed that made this pronouncement possible well done. They had done something. They had been productive. Remember that one servant who did nothing with that sum of money that his master had given him to use productively? He dug a hole in the ground and hid it. He did not do anything. The others used what the master had given them productively. They did something with it productively. And so he could pronounce them, well done, done. But now, then there's that, that other word, well. It was not just that they did something, but they did what they did well. We could look at that servant who only received the one talent of, of money and said, well, he did something all right. He dug a hole in the ground. He, his, he buried it there. Well, he did something, but he did not do something well. What he did was not good. Good. It was unproductive. It was opposite of what his master expected him to do. Now, those two servants, what they did, they did well. And they received that pronouncement, well done, good and faithful servants, enter into the joys of your Lord. They were blessed as a result of what they did well. They did not just use what had been given to them, but they used it well. And an important lesson for each one of us is to do our best with what we have. That's all that God expects. Someone might say, well, I, I, I don't have a million dollars to give to the church. Or they might even say, bring it down more realistically, I, I, I can't contribute $200 a week. I don't have that kind of an income. If you don't have that kind of an income, God doesn't expect you to give on that kind of basis. He expects you to He expects you to do what you can with what you have, with what He has blessed you with. I, I can't speak well. God told Moses when he used that expe- that excuse, I'll be with you. I created your tongue. I created your voice. I'll tell you what to say. I'll help you. Someone might say, well, I I can't do this. And a whole lot of people, they try to excuse themselves from doing well in serving God and in serving Jesus by saying, "I, I can't do anything. Really? God made you just one big hunk of junk? Is that what it is? Well, of course not. Now, again, he gave five talents of money to the one who could use those five talents productively. He gave the two talents to the one who did not have perhaps as much ability along that line, but he could use two talents productively. And the one talent meant he only gave him, he knew he did not have as much ability. He only entrusted him with one talent, only expected him to use what he had given to him. But God expects you to use what he has given to you. What the abilities and capabilities and opportunities with which he has blessed you. You may not be able to preach behind a behind a, 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 a podium or or you know, teach a Bible class publicly behind a lectern. But can you invite somebody to come to church services? Can you send out a card inviting them to come? Can you send a card of encouragement to someone who has been stricken with illness and is confined? maybe to their bed, use the abilities with which God has blessed you and continues to bless you. He doesn't expect you to do more than what you are capable of doing, but he expects you to do well with what you have in serving him. Now, notice the next word in that pronouncement, good good and faithful servant. Being pronounced good was a direct result of having done well. Understand that. A whole lot of people want to be counted good by God without doing well. They don't want to have to live a faithful, dedicated life of consistent obedience and dedication to God and to Christ, but they want to be counted good in that lack of process. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse 15, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue, and that word pursue is an active word. In other words, get after it, go after it, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. And then in verse 21, test all things, hold fast what is Good. You cannot be good without being good. And understand that only through Christ can you be counted good. But again, that is a lifestyle of active, dedicated, consistent obedience and service. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good. And not just for yourself, but for yourselves and for all. And again, hold fast what is good, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 15 and 21. And then look at what we read in Matthew 19, beginning with verse 16. Now, behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Now, God is goodness to the ultimate degree. In a real sense, goodness is godliness. To truly be good, you must be godly. Live by his teachings, communicated to us clearly in his word, the Bible. Study his word so that you know what those teachings of living a good, godly life are. And then put him into practice. Do well so God can count you good through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to be good servants, to do well. Help us to be faithful to you and to your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Actively, dedicated, consistent. Please, we pray, be patient with us. And Father, please, please forgive us. And hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.